Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Talks with Cheese. I'm your host, Cheese. My guest here with me is Wes Backus. Wes, how are you doing, man? Great, man. How are you? I'm doing good. So, Wes here, he's the builder. He's the building trades instructor at Tippecanoe Valley High School. I've known Wes since my high school years, since I was in his builder trades class back in my junior year, back in 2015. And then since then, you know, we got cool with each other, obviously, spending a year together. And then since then, um, we always said hi to each other, or chat for a little bit every time we, you know, cross paths. And then his wife is Jen Backus, which I had her um, on the podcast here back last fall. And then uh, Jen Backus, she, uh, she's the athletic trainer here at Tippecanoe Valley, and she's awesome as well. And then Wes, I just want to say thank you for taking the time for doing this. Yeah, no problem. And then, um, so Wes, how long have you been um, the building trades instructor here for? Um, 15 years, I think this year will be 15. Uh, the guy that done it before me, Ken Murphy, was here for 32 years, I believe. So I'm halfway there, and I feel like I've been here a lot longer than that. It's crazy, isn't it, how time flies, huh? It is, it is. And and to think of putting another 15 years in is stressful. I mean, but you like it at the end of the day, oh, right? Oh, yeah, I love it. I mean, and you have days where you hate your job, and you, you have other times where you love your job. Right. Um, and, and that goes with any job you're going to have, so. I totally agree with that, Wes. Yep. And how crazy is it, like, you know, before this podcast, it's been a long time since we had like a in-depth conversation, you know? Oh, yeah. Since it's been like, what, seven years, eight years? Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. It, it doesn't seem like you've been out that long. But it really has. Yeah, huh? yep. I, I was, like I said, guys, I was 17 and uh, I was in this class and now I'm 24. Yeah, that's nuts. <laughs> Making me feel old. Sorry. So with that being said, let's move on. Yep. So Wes, let's talk about the early days. So where were you born and raised at? Um, I was born in Rochester, Indiana, and I was raised in Akron my whole life. I lived in the same house. My parents still live there. It's right behind Gagnon Chevrolet, uh, and I ran around Akron. Uh, we had bikes. We, we all rode down to the park, played sports, uh, had three or four buddies that lived in town, and actually, when I was real young, my closest neighbor was actually a girl. It was Wendy Tilden. Uh, her and Haley... Howard it used to be but it's Haley Whitaker now we ran around together as I got older then you know kind of some buddies of mine BJ Cunningham Shad Newman uh, Adam Fulton was in and out around Akron we just kind of ran around together crazy and then some of those are teachers like Mrs. Whitaker I remember, you know yeah Akron absolutely ties, huh? yep that's crazy I didn't know she uh, grew up in Akron too yep see yep. that's why I love doing these yeah she was uh, about three or four houses down uh, she wasn't very far at all. And then Tilden, right? So I know know what Tilden. So is, was that was that his mom? No, that must have been his aunt, right? Noah would be yeah, Wendy's brother Ryan. That would be one of his boys. So that's his aunt, right? You're talking about Noah? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, because Jeff and Nancy is Wendy and Ryan's mom and dad, and he owns Jeff's Automotive, right. which is right behind the fire station. And that's right so. by my cousin's house, Raphael, which you had in his class as well. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Yep. Once again, it goes back to the Akron Ties, huh? Yep, yep. <laughs> small world, but small town as well. Yep. So, um, Wes, uh, you described a little bit about your childhood, but how was it? Like, what would you do back in the day? And when did you start liking construction? Um, I was always like kind of brought up and I, I was always intrigued with things that I could use my hands on. My dad was worked on small engines on the side, so he'd give me a lawnmower and let me tear it apart and I could never put it back together when I was young, but took high school classes and 
between him and and Rick Ralston, a teacher that we had back in the day, they called him Chief. Uh, learned learned all the mechanics of a small engine, and ninety percent of that's due to my dad working on them. My mom actually is crazy, but she was more of the hands-on. She'd tear stuff apart, and then we'd try to put it back together. And 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 just between the two, I was always doing something hands-on, and and that kept my attention. Mm-hmm. Me sitting there reading a book back in high school. It was about pointless. I, I was never very good at that. So you're always like always hands on, right? Oh yeah, and yeah. The more the the more we grew up, and the more I got into like high school, where they offered metals one, metals two, auto mechanics one and two, small engines. That stuff I loved. Like you're that was all your electives, pretty much. Not the whole mech, right? Oh uh, uh, no, yeah, yeah. I was down here on this end of the school uh, where FFA class is now. Uh-huh. That was Chief's class, and I had Doug Heinhold. I had Dan Franklin for construction classes. They were here when you were right. here. They're both retired now, but, yeah, I mean, I, and Ken Murphy, like I say, he was my building trades teacher my junior and senior year, so if it wasn't for those classes, I don't know. You wouldn't be here right now. I highly doubt it. And, you know, when I was in high school, some of the some of my buddies remind me, they, they told me back in the day that I would take, ken murphy's job i was going to take his job from him and i never thought that was true and i ended up going to vincennes to college for residential construction and really thought that i might go in and you know start my own business and everything but there was a year there where ken murphy had gotten injured um and patrick day of all people i worked at day hardware joe day's son he when Ken got injured, it was a serious injury, so they needed someone to sub for the end of the year. And it was like 120-some days of subbing. It was almost, you know, it, it was well over half of a year, probably more like two-thirds. But uh, they got me in there, and I subbed that year. Ken Murphy came back for one year and actually built the Andrews's house tanner andrews really yep and uh the year after that i guess i was the only one that put my application in for a building trades job and got it so uh ever since then that's what we've been doing it was meant to be with huh yeah i don't know it's crazy how that all works Uh out but and then did you know if ken murphy when that injury happened did it happen on like during the build trades program or was it like outside of school um, no, it wasn't on the job site. He he was a, an outdoorsman through and through, and he had pet deer. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I don't know all the details, but they were bringing something into the cage. I think it was like a satellite dish to make an awning or a roof for those mm-hmm. deer. But it was during um, a time of the deer season where they call it rut season. Right. And the bucks are real active and real pumped up, and something triggered that deer, and it went off on him. Um, so he had gotten gored by it and got airlifted and, and made it through there all right, but, boy, it, it, it hurt him. So for a while there, I was all on my own. Never taught a kid before, had been in trades, had went through college, knew all the things to do, but really didn't know a great way on how to, you know, get through to the kids. But they kind of all pulled together and uh that was the year that actually pj patrick day had passed away a car accident and and it was crazy because all those kids were great friends with him and looking back he was the reason that i actually came out and helped Um, because at that time sub pay is nothing 
Um, I lost money coming out here doing that, but I done it to help Ken Murphy out and the Building Trades program, and I done it to help the kids out there. Just because it meant so much to you. Yep, yep. Uh, what it taught me and and what it instilled in me, you know, I kind of wanted to help out and 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 move that forward. And I and like I say, I worked for sub pay that whole year, but it, it just crazy, you know, one injury that turned into all that for my life, for molding my life and what I've done for 15 years yeah, that's now. That's crazy. So. So, and you said you had to step in pretty much halfway through this year, right? Um, it was probably even before Christmas, oh really. My. I guess I guess it's been a while. I don't really remember all the details, but I, I, I want to say it was like October, November, because we were still trying to get the roof put on. And that year, they had picked out metal shingles. I had never done them. Wow. Um, and actually, Ann Seacrest's dad he came out he was the decra salesman and he came out and helped show us how to do it kind of got us through some areas so you were learning it just as well huh oh yeah on that one i'd never put them on before um so we kind of made it throughout that year we got the roof put on and then later in that year ken started to slowly get released and we kind of co-taught um he took some of the kids and and went down in there in the basement and started plumbing uh kevin kendig nick huffman a lot of those boys stephen hall there, there were a whole slew of them uh craig coon jared brady, jared brady uh, yeah. i remember a lot of those you know knuckleheads back in the day but they were all in that class and and like now kevin kendig's a full-time electrician and then, uh, jared brady's doing you know all all sorts they're all of growing stuff. up with kids and stuff yeah. Mary, nick yep. huffman yeah. yep absolutely so you know just kind of crazy looking back on all that so if i went up to like let's say uh jerry brady and talk about the experience he will remember that for sure oh absolutely that seems like it was a crazy what, what do you call it you're in like half year just yeah. you getting it thrown in there and learning stuff and just pretty much like trying to like please like what do you call it the the homeowners at the time huh oh yeah you you get to know the homeowners real well every year you know they become some of your best friends really and you know throughout that experience it was funny we actually we didn't get everything done the homeowners wanted they wanted to go ahead and finish the basement so they hired murph and i to come back in the summer um to come to come back and, and do some of the acoustical ceilings like a drop ceiling like you see in the schools um so yeah i mean sometimes it turns into that and you're there half the summer wow. uh sometimes we don't get the house finished and i got to go back and work uh just to try to finish that up so yeah i was, I was gonna ask so i remember the year i was in your class we didn't finish that house no and that that house was weird because it was like an energy home yeah it was a same thing that was the first year i'd ever done that and that's probably the last time i'll ever do it because yeah. it was an insulated foam concrete house yeah. they were dead set on it it was a touchstone energy home and i had never done one i don't pour concrete for a living we don't pour them at the job site the way right. it is now so uh, we were kind of at the mercy of those people that were there helping out. And I think that was a Schwartz crew, right. kind of an Amish crew, but they had done it before. I and, remember that. And we were at their mercy, you know, when they could show up and work. Uh, we worked with them. Uh, it was like stacking Legos that year, if you remember. Yeah. So, yeah, that one, that one was a neat experience for me. 
but I don't know if I'd do another one. Yeah, I really wish, honestly, if I'm going to be honest with you, I wish it would have been like a basic house, you know, oh, just like any other year. Yep, me too. Because I feel like in my perspective, the, a person that never done had any really like legit like construction experience, that made it more complicated in my perspective. But yeah, yep. um, you know, I'm gonna, let's be honest, I wasn't the best student, like oh. hands on. But hey, I was learning and then... Um, Looking back on it, I did try, and I can say to myself, maybe construction is not my, like, you know, best of my interest in the future, but I can use some of those, like, what do you call it? Skills. Skills you taught me maybe in the future. Oh, yeah. But one thing, was before you go on, that you did teach me, and, and the crazy thing is that it doesn't involve, it didn't involve construction skills. It was a more like a life skill, right? I remember you used to get on us saying think ahead think ahead right yep and then till this day i kid you not i use that skill every day at work because like if i can't get a certain task done and i move on to the other ones because there's so many other tasks that has to be get done if you're waiting on that certain test you're gonna fall behind and you know especially at the workforce right it hits you hard absolutely you know bosses don't want to see someone that sits there and stares at their phone gets nothing done and waits for the next task to be told to them um, and I still to this day you can laugh I got kids out there that I still try to push that same envelope on uh, you're useless if you're standing there twiddling your thumbs uh, it's hard to teach it's kind of a life skill that over years you learn it but uh, it drives me bonkers yeah so I want to I want to I want to thank you for that because <laughs> I really it's really came useful during college like I said at work and yeah thank you Wes yeah no problem so yeah before we talk about more about building trades, right? So, like, I want to just say, like, how was your days? Like, how's your Valley days, like, here at Valley? Since, you know, not only you've been teaching here at, like, you've been teaching for 15 years here, but you also went to high school here at Valley. Yep. Yeah, I've been here a long time, it seems like. But I loved it. Uh, I was just like any other high school kid. I was ready to get out of high school and go make money or do something different. And right now in my life, I'd go back to high school in a heartbeat. There wasn't a bill. There wasn't a worry in the right, world. Facts. Mom had food at <laughs> home. You know what I mean? There, you just didn't have to worry about anything. You get older. You get a kid. You got responsibilities. You got your future to look out for. Uh, I, I, lo I loved it here at, at Valley. Uh, I would I wouldn't have wanted to go nowhere else. Mm -hmm. Right. So. I, I I can relate to that. Like looking back, like six years later, seven years later, mm -hmm. I can say to myself, man, I, I couldn't imagine myself at another school, yeah. right? Like, it's like I said to many people in the that's that's Winter Valley, it's just one of those things you have to know. You have to be in this community to really understand how close we are. Yep, yeah, and it's crazy to me because when I first started teaching, I had six or eight of those teachers as a student, and then here I was teaching right beside them, you know? Uh, Greg Shira, Scott Bibler, Jeff Shriver, Burkhart, uh, Deb Day, Jan Mills, Franklin. Uh, Franklin, Heinhold, Paxton. I never took an FFA class, but I knew of her. You know, she's she's kind of an ordinary one that gets around that, that everybody knows, lovable person. Um, but boy, I can say now there ain't too there's not too many of them left. I feel like I'm turning into the old fart. Hey, so. But it's, it's, been, it's been a ride so far. Oh, yeah. And then what sport? Did you play any sports during, during high school? Because I, I think you, yeah. I remember you telling me you played baseball. And you had your brother as a coach, believe it or not. Yep. Yeah. Scott was my coach, I think, what, my junior and senior year. And then I played football as well. Played fullback and defensive end. So 
And was uh, Shriver the coach or Bibbler was the coach? Bibbler was the head coach then. And then we got some other guy, and I can't even remember his name. Shrive would probably have all sorts of comments mm-hmm. uh, that came in and helped one year, completely restructured our football. Uh, it was kind of crazy the one year. Yeah. Dang. I mean, Jen was right back in her podcast. You said, she said, uh, you, had a, you have a horrible memory. And oh, then yeah. I remember back in. You had me in class. You used to call me 50 first dates. So I'm like, I'm going to call you 50 first dates. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I still use that comment for multiple people. I thought it was only for me, Wes. Oh, no. It goes on year after year. <laughs> 50 first dates. Yep. So um, speaking about back to the sports, what was, you know, your favorite memories in Valley sports? And what was, your, like, you know, some of your, like, favorite accomplishments? Um, I mean, I just love being part of a team. You know, that taught me more than anything. It wasn't. Uh, it wasn't that we went undefeated in anything by any means. We we still lost here and there, but that was cool in football back then. We got to go down to the do, the dome, the RCA dome, and play. It's Lucas Oil Stadium now, but uh, that was just awesome. It was an awesome experience to go out there and play on turf. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, football was awesome. Baseball was awesome, but, you know, that first night – after practice when scott was my coach my older brother mom asked how practice went and i had a few comments for that one about the coach but you know it was great scott scott was awesome because he taught he he not only teaches over there at the middle school he's a principal now but he coached a lot of my baseball as i grew up he did babe ruth league going around we played in manchester rochester so he he was there for all that uh it, it was good. We we battled just like any brothers right. would, but you know, nowadays I look back and I appreciate all that. Right, that's awesome. And you right, it seems like the older we get, we appreciate more things. Yeah. It's crazy how it works out. I I never would have appreciated it in high school, but right. yeah, you know, you look back and you're like, yeah, that did a lot. So, like meant actually, a lot. He actually did a lot, right? And Oh he, yeah, and he helped out on football too, you know, when really? I was playing. So, he was out there on the sidelines some and, you know, wasn't a full-time coach but was there and he was like you can tell that he loved he loved coaching back during that time huh oh yeah and i think if he could work it out where he could still coach he'd probably do it but right. he just he's got a lot on his plate like right. everybody else and uh that brings me to another question so i forgot to ask this when we were talking about your childhood how was it growing up with uh, with scott which is like you know like you said the principal at the middle school and eric yep it seems like he's like everyone really knows about you and scott yeah. but eric back is um he works at the pew yep. and uh, my mom knows him because she's been there for the past 11 years yeah and, and straight out of college i was there for like almost a year mm-hmm. and i remember seeing him and i could tell because all three of you guys look alike yeah yeah it was crazy you know i was a pygmy i was i was the little one i was the last child uh spoiled rotten the brothers got hit with everything uh i kind of flew underneath the radar i but i got a job in seventh grade made my own money um mowed yards before then so parents didn't have to do a whole lot to me i kind of learned off of their mistakes right so looking back at it you're like man i'm actually proud of myself that you know i wasn't those kids that was like nothing was given to me basically oh yeah i mean we worked for what we wanted if we wanted anything more than what mom and dad wanted to give us and get a job that's what we were told are you thankful for that like absolutely man it's work ethics instilled in you uh, money management 
Uh, you don't go out there and buy stupid things that you don't need, but now I do since I've got some money. Yeah, a little money. You know? And then, you know, yeah, maybe give Owen, you know, the stuff he wants. Too. Oh, Owen's spoiled rotten. I don't care what anybody says. He's a single child. He's got more toys than I ever had growing up. Mm-hmm. And, it's, I mean, that's the best feeling, though, right? Yeah. To, you know, to hang out with him and stuff. And oh, yeah. And how is it that pretty much he's grown up, like, he's grown up, you know, in this school corporation his whole life, you know, when he was I'm like back when I had you in class, he was hanging around with us, you know, after school and stuff. Yep. Yeah. He still does. Uh, now I not only teach building trades, but I got a bus route before and after school. So my bus route, I bring him either home or out here and he comes out here 95% of the time, unless we've got something that's going to happen after the bus route. So yeah, I mean, me at this point in my life, there's not too many things I want to go do if my wife and son's not involved in it. Right, especially, and your wife, Jen, mentioned that on her podcast that, yes, it sucks. I mean, I mean, not it, su- it doesn't suck, but one of the downfalls of being an athletic trainer is basically like working a second shift job. But yeah. she's thankful for you and Owen that you go to the majority of these events to where it's not like she's missing out. She's not missing out on family time. Oh, absolutely. Uh, and, and, Owen and I, there's there's days where we go home and mess around, and now he's in 4-H. He's got three pigs. Uh, we got to go individually feed. Um, there's nights where we got to take off early and leave and not right. be around the whole time. But uh, and, and you know, when spring hits like it is now, we got to go home mow the yard sometimes or something silly. But 90% of the time, we're hanging out with mom out here watching sports. Yeah, and, and I enjoy that. I enjoy going and watching all the kids that are involved in my trades class play sports uh it just shows that you're more than just a teacher right yeah you're showing like extra support oh absolutely and then like like you said it's uh you're showing value support because i think this community is really strong when it comes to that so um from your perspective from like the days you played football right Mm -hmm. to nowadays what do you think about this uh valley football program since they have come a long way since a majority have has took over oh yeah i mean they're doing great uh each year it makes you wonder when they graduate some of the studs it it makes you wonder are they going to have a team next year and boy they just keep pulling it off the kids are the kids are working out a lot harder than than i think we ever did back when i was in high school um but i literally couldn't donate that much time to lift and when i was in high school i had a job Uh, and if i didn't have a job i was playing baseball or football so um, but we grew up, and I bailed hay for Haney's and for uh, Schumann's out South Akron. I went over to Silver Lake to Conley's. Uh, we did manual labor back then. You look around now, and they round bale. Right. They don't have to depend on kids anymore. So It's crazy with the technology, huh? No, absolutely. And, you know, it's it's some, some tech. Some of that goes there, and some of it goes that you can't find dependable people to show up and do what they say they're going to do right. every day now. That's crazy how times have changed, huh? Yep. So, Wes, let's go back to the Build Trades program. So, you said that when you apply for the job, right, mm-hmm. you're like pretty much the only one, right? That's what I was told. <laughs> so, like, how was it just, you know, from when you started to now? So, like, can you tell me what you do in depth, uh, what you do as a builder's trades instructor? besides the generic term yeah i just uh teach kids how to make a house there's more to that oh absolutely uh the house starts as they got to get concrete the footers and foundation in supposedly before school starts so we can start uh framing 
the kids go through a framing aspect. They get to learn how to put floors on, sheet it. They go through a second story framing, which is usually, you know, you got to do your basement, first floor, walls. In some houses, we get to do the roofs and everything. Uh, in some houses, we've had to sub them out. Um, we go through, we wire, we plumb, we install doors, windows. Um, a lot of times we don't get to any of the floors. We, we did one year on a remodel job, which was a little bit different. Um, and then siding outside. Um, and like I say, some plays along with how complicated the house is as opposed to what we can do. Uh, we hang drywall. You, you know, we pretty well go through every aspect of building a home, but there's certain things like the the heating and cooling, the HVAC, that we don't really do. Um, we've helped out and ran some duct work here and there, helping the furnace guys out. Insulation anymore. I'm a firm believer in spray foam, so kids aren't allowed to spray foam, so we hire that out. Um, we don't finish the drywall by any means. I would be a horrible teacher at that. I'm not good at finishing myself. So we sub that out. Um, but yeah, so there's things that we do and things that we don't. But I mean, at the end of the year, you started out with a hole in the ground. Mm -hmm. At the end of the year, you've got a monument to look at that you can take your future kids to and see, say, hey, I was part of that building trades class. Uh, we built this home. That's awesome. And then out of all your 15 years, has there been a year where, like, you actually guys completed that house? Oh, yeah. We've had a handful of them where we've completed. Um, and some of that may not seem that way to people that come through our open house. But it's up to the homeowners whether they want to put their brand new floors in and let two to 300 people come walk through it. Right. Some people just choose not to put the floors okay. in. That makes sense. Yep. Yeah. And then here lately, it's been a struggle on, on getting countertops in on time uh part of that might be my time management but it just seems like anytime you got to get a subcontractor out there that specialized cabinets it, it's it's tough for them to get there get their product done and installed in a timely manner wow that's crazy um so yeah i mean and it, it we're we're to the last second every year it seems like on trying to finish everything that we can but, you know, this year we're driving on a bus 15 to 20 miles. We're clear out there by Trapedes. Right. It's Dayton Cohagen's. So uh, that, that if you stop and think about it, you take that out, and we're losing an hour of work time every day. Easy. And then when I had you in class, um, that house we worked on, that was uh, uh, far of a distance as well. That was by yeah. Bibbler's house. Yeah, yeah. It was clear out by the Claypool Bridge, really. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's just travel time stinks because it takes it all out of the class right um and the more complicated you get on homes like the one you did that insulated foam concrete house right. it's tough because we're not getting things accomplished fully yeah. but like warsaw area trades they do a house every year and they're completely done every year because they have more kids obviously right well no not really but they sub out all the wiring and the plumbing okay. so in in a week or two those crews come in they're done and they're out of there and 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 they get to do other things but they do flat concrete work and we don't mm -hmm. um, it just doesn't work out for me having to travel and take kids out there and bring them back i can't stay there and fix something if if something were to happen and go wrong i have to take the kids back right. i can't stay there while concrete's setting up 
Um, So they have things that they get to do with their program. I think their kids are allowed to drive out to the site. He doesn't have to shuttle them. Mm -hmm. He gets to stay there and work all day. Yeah. That makes a difference. It does, it seems like. Yeah. So... But, you know, to me, I want to I want those kids to try to get a general aspect within the two years that they take it of everything involved in that house. That's the whole point of taking the classes to learn some of those skills and say, hey, I don't want to do this for a living. But I'll guarantee you, you're going to want to own your own house someday. Right. Uh, being able to do some of them simple tasks yourself can save you a ton of money over exactly. the over the rest of your life. So. Or it, it the opposite, right? Some kid that really wants to be interested, yeah. in, or if they never thought in their lives they'd be into construction, but they say screw it anyways, trying new things, right? Yeah. It, it becomes their lifestyle. They become like new business owners or work for a successful uh, construction company. Yeah, absolutely. And and people think of construction, they think of roofing or framing. A lot of times, there's there's a ton of jobs out there. Uh, in the construction field mm-hmm. so some kids find out that hey i love the framing we get to see that house go up real quick we get to see rooms take shape some kids hate that right. some kids love learning how to wire you know turning that light that switch on and that light bulb comes on for the first time they're tickled to death right. uh so there's just different aspects you know right. some kids right now we're on siding some kids love that because at the end of the day you can turn around and look and say, man, we put we put this whole end of this this house on. It's done. It's finished. That's crazy because that's awesome that you say that, that. There's so many branches to it. It's just not one single category. Yep. And then I feel like there's always going to be a demand for construction, you know? Well, absolutely. I don't know how you're going to live without a roof over your exactly. head. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. And I remember um, back when you uh, I had you in class, right? You said that you're just as busy in the summer as the school year because you're always taking side jobs. Can you go more in depth about that? Um, yeah, I mean, I'm kind of getting older and a little bit more lazy, and I'm halfway learning the no word. But, uh, man, Josh Shepard, a good friend of mine, we went through there in the summers, and we would do two, three roof jobs in a summer, and that helped my income while I was a beginning teacher. Um, and, and I'm not one to sit around. I sit around, I get lazy, I get sore. I'm just one that gets up at 5.30 every morning, raring and ready to go. And um, so 90% of the time, I'll go out and do side jobs for people. But anymore, um, I don't know that I take on huge, huge jobs in the summer. Uh, that, that rolls right back into building a whole nother house, and it gets, it gets old after a while. My house is the, is the house that still has trim work left to be done, Adrian. Right. You know, it's sad, but, you know, if you were a mechanic and you worked on vehicles all day long, your truck would be the worst-shaped vehicle you had. Right. Uh, you just don't do it when you go home. But, you know, Owen and Jen and I have built a lean-to on the back of the barn. We built pig pens. We built a pig loft for hay or straw. Um, so I enjoy tinkering around with them and doing that stuff. You know, right. it's helping them out. Um but yeah, it's it's hard. It's hard to go home and keep doing the same thing that you do all day long. Yeah. It's neat to do something different every once in a while. Exactly. You never want to do the same thing. No, and and that's what you know. The homeowner this year even said, Tish. She she asked me. She's like, man, aren't doesn't that get old starting a new home? And I guess to me, almost every two weeks or every three weeks or a month, we're doing something different throughout that build process. Mm-hmm. So to me, it's like I am doing something different. Right. 
Uh, you know, you start out framing, you go to a floor, you go to roof, you go to shingles, you go to windows, you go to doors, you know, and we're siding now. The, the worst part's that stretch over the winter. Oh, yeah. Seems like people are drywalling for forever. Um, you get through that, you get your wiring and plumbing done, and it comes springtime, and you're like, I'm ready to get outside and do something different. So, because being outside motivates you to keep, oh, keep yeah. uh, staying outside, right, and keep yep. on working, finishing this house strong. Pretty oh much. yeah, yep. So, um, I wanted to ask about like, um, I never knew like how does like a homeowner, let's say Dayton and Tisha, right, because they're mm-hmm. the homeowners this year. How does the process start? Like, how do they get in the builder trades program? Um, anybody can come in at the superintendent's office and fill out a simple piece of paper. Um, all it is is your name, your address, um, a few, quite a few little questions, but it, it, you can literally take that paper, fill it out, and in 10 minutes turn it back in, and your name is placed on our list. Mm-hmm. Um, if you get within three years of your build, you owe the school some earnest money. If you get the year before your build, you owe the school a, a larger sum of money, just so we know you're you're locked in like you want to do this like a down payment pretty much yes and it goes towards what you owe the school when you're all said and done but it's kind of like earnest money in a sense Mm -hmm. to know that we're not going to get to your year and you're going to back out on us and then we have to scramble to try to come up with something right it is because you know you could put your name on the list right now but in eight years there's a lot that could change Mm -hmm. Um, so people have found their dream homes, people have gotten divorced, people have lost loved ones, um, just life in general changes. And even though you filled out that piece of paper, uh, doesn't mean that you are going to want to do it six or eight years from now. Right now, it sounds like a good idea, but it may not work out. So our list is constantly changing, um, so what's the next step? So say nothing happens, all is well, right? What's mm-hmm. the next step once, like, you know, they put their down payment, you guys accept yeah. their application? What, yeah, what goes on? Um, really, we're, we're just on a, a talking basis at that point. But if you get within the year of your build, that December before the year of your build, I got to go through there and kind of check off your blueprints. Uh, and that's crazy because I can check off a blueprint in December and I can go to build that house you know beginning of the school year and things have changed they keep growing over the summer uh that's the toughest part for me there's been some houses where i would have loved to just said no you know you're defeating the purpose of building trades Mm -hmm. when they get so big they get so elaborate um that's that's a struggle for me because then the kids don't get to do everything in that process and what is the whole point of building trades for high school kids is for them to get their feet wet in all that stuff uh and, and years where we got to sub roofs out because they're too complicated that kind of hurts me a little bit because i want the kids to get up there and learn how to do that um to me the best house realistically for a building trades program would be just a basic ranch style house because mm-hmm. then the kids we did one for cody and amanda hudson one year and and no it's not the most complicated thing in the world but man we got so much done on that one we made storage shelves in the basement the attic we just got a lot done on that and it was a fun year to do it was that my sophomore year 2014 2015 oh boy 2014 2015 yep 
Wait, well, no, my freshman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be my that would be my sophomore year, right? Yeah, that one we even you know made decorative things on the deck with spindles. I I messed around and we made an H out of one. Because I remember that next year was the year I took your class, and I remember you used to say, "Man, last year's fun. It was so much fun to do." And then yeah, not saying and then not necessarily that um, you were mean to make us feel bad, but I was like, man. I feel bad, you know. Yeah, yep, yeah. and it's it. That's the ba- That's the most basic style. That's that's probably how trades was intended to be. But right, but people want to you know add on stuff to last minute, which you can't blame them because yeah. you know, this is their life investment, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, and honestly, you know, if I was in their shoes, I'd change all kinds of things right, on you my can't house. Blame them. I don't even know if I could draw one up that I'd like because every year I see things I like and things I don't like. Mm-hmm. But it's just a struggle. Because it's almost like some homeowners think they've got, you know, 22 or 28 professionals out there working on it and nothing's going to go wrong. Well, it's high school kids learning the process. It's bound to happen. (laughs) No one's perfect. You're going to mess some things up. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And and that's that's par for the course. So, you know, they just got to have that that kind of mindset of hey if something does happen here's what we're going to do to fix it uh and and, you know this year we've done great uh i feel like we're behind always at this point of the year but you know we're we're pushing along and we're going to see what we get done right so like when you're like you know seeing the blueprint right approving things of the house right um that's when like you know you teach the kids right and you know construct this house right how often are you communicating with the homeowners oh daily sometimes like can you go more in depth about that um it just depends on what part of the process you're in at the framing stage sometimes what i like to do is get the floor done and we'll go through there and snap lines because you see it on a piece of paper which is called a blueprint but then when you actually go through there as a homeowner and walk through that area and kind of see where your walls are going to be you may find out that that blueprint's not what you were thinking at all. Mm-hmm. And at that point, we can change it before we put the roof on. Mm-hmm. So it's easier for me if they can kind of visualize that. Um, but, you know, I had a year where we rebuilt a uh, master shower five times. Really? And on the fifth time, I told him, I said, this will be the last time we'll rebuild it. If you want anything done and you don't like it after this, you're going to have to pay someone. Right. Because I can't keep putting kids through that on you can't make your mind up Mm -hmm. um and and that was one of those cutoff deals where it was it's going to be this you pick out how you want to do it right now this is the fifth time i'm not going to redo it again i'm sorry but you know at the end of the year when you count up all those change orders look at how much time that takes off uh you wouldn't believe it but that takes me you know going through their thought process and everything and sometimes we got walls up wires on the wall so then we got to tear all that back out, reframe that little area, rerun the wires. It's not as simple as people would think it would be. Yeah, it's pretty much like you said, thinking ahead, right? Yeah. And seeing something right away besides last minute, huh? Yeah, yeah. If you can think ahead and if you see an issue, let me know right off the get-go. I'd rather I'd rather fix it before we're, we're yeah. too far. Yeah, just say something. Yep. So as you keep communicating with the homeowners, right, you keep constructing the house, right, um, everything's going well. Not, like obviously, there's gonna be bumps in the road, right? Mm-hmm. Teaching, you know, these kids. What happens once you get to open house? Like 
Yeah, explain about open house. Open house to me is the day where those kids should be the most proud. I mean, that's their couple hours. They get to walk their family members, their friends, the community people around and show them what they've done for a whole year of their life. Um, that They get screamed at by me every day, whether they like it or not. Uh, um, but to me, it's you started with a hole in the ground. We do PowerPoints nowadays where you take a picture one day a week and it's kind of a time capsule it's amazing for kids to look back at what they started at and look at what they finished with could you see the process absolutely and the progress is the big thing yeah did i say that right my bad i think you said process which uh, to me i look more at the progress yeah you my know bad I mean? that's what i meant well, it's both okay to each their own you know what i mean but to me it's just like a time capsule and for me if i was a if I was a contractor out there and you brought me in that PowerPoint and showed me what you did that whole time, that would be better than a resume to me. Really? To me, it would be yeah. because you were involved in all those steps and all those aspects. That would show to me that you have some common sense in that stuff. That's awesome. Huh? Yeah. And then, uh, and you've probably seen students, like I said earlier, in the past go on to be successful construction uh, professionals, right? Mm hmm. And how does that feel that just knowing that they were part of your program? Um, you know, I don't want to sit there and gloat on myself. I think it's great that they pursued something that they wanted to do. Uh, I think it's great that they took the class and thought, hey, I can see myself doing this for a living. But, you know, I can't sit there and gloat on that because I'm not going to take credit for all that. Right. Uh, their parents, grandparents, whatever may have been part of that, that process. I think it's awesome inside. I think it's neat to see people come back and say, hey, I appreciate what you did here for me, or I I'm really glad I took your class and learned some of that stuff. I, w I wished I would have paid more attention, right. you know, which is what you get. But when I was in high school, I didn't learn everything I could. I tried to, but there's things that go right right through your ears, right, right over you. Mm -hmm. So looking back, Wes, I gotta tell you, I'm sorry for all. Like looking back at high school, I just overthought a lot that I shouldn't have. You know, yeah. I made stuff. Uh, what do you call it? More complicated more than it should have been, right? Yeah. Not just your class, but every class. But when yep. I went to college, I'm like, man, high school's high school was easy. You know, not uh, easy, but like more yeah. simpler, I guess. Yep. Oh yeah, and, and yeah, that's the sad part. There's a huge disconnect between high school and college college you're paying to go there you have to oh, have yeah. you you have to have that drive to go and keep going if not you're just keep screwing yourself of taking the class which means if yep. you're gonna take the class more money yep and then i can safely say i never felt a class in college because that was my motive it's like yeah. if i don't if i don't get my crap together i'm gonna you know screw myself and that was my mentality pretty, pretty much yeah yep yeah it's uh it's crazy you're more of a number at a college what do you mean? I, I mean, you're a number that they're collecting money off oh, of. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's not a whole lot of colleges that really get to know you. Exactly. You know, I went to a small college, like I say, and, and I got to know my professors well. Uh, I thought it was awesome. But I also seen people that were paying money to go to college that had never picked up a hammer before. And I thought to myself, man, that is crazy. Why would you spend this amount of money to go here and try something that you don't even know if you like or right. not. Right. You should like you should have done it back in high school when it was free. Well absolutely or or done a side job or right. worked in the summer or something. Mm -hmm. Uh yeah, and then uh, also one more thing that I should have done looking back, you know, taking your trades class, 
what I should have done was like you know take a basic construction class like back like Franklin would teach you know yeah I really wish I would have done that so yeah, yeah kids uh, if you're like a freshman or eighth grader or sophomore that really wants to take builder trades and has no that had no experience like I did just dude just take advantage of those classes who teaches those construction classes nowadays uh, mr miller teaches a lot of those of what hein holden franklin yeah had, take so. mr miller's class he i'm yep. so i'm old quote unquote that i don't even know who was the, who teaches yeah. construction now yeah and mr jones also does stuff with ag uh they do a woods project and kids have built little deer huts and uh cornhole boards and, and and all sorts of things whatever they dream up picnic tables they get creative with huh they get yeah, creative with it huh yeah but you also get to learn the terms of of some of the trades tools uh you get to learn how to use those put them into place um so any of that stuff when i was in school in middle school i had mr hoyt he was an awesome teacher i built a i built um, a gun cabinet I built doors for it. I stained it. I cut all the wood. I routered it. I still got it. That's I don't, crazy. I don't really use it, but I got it, and it's one of those things I don't want to get rid of. It's like a piece of artwork and nostalgic, huh? Yeah, it was something that I built, and I I thought it up, and we we did it, and that was in middle school. Wow. That wasn't even in high school. That's crazy. But the crazy thing to me was I learned how to read a tape measure in middle school. So there's there's seniors in my class right now that still aren't the greatest at reading a tape measure but you know we use them every day and they get better and better slowly you find out that a lot of kids aren't real great at math Um, but we deal with fractions all the time and usually by the end of the year they get better at their fractions whether they realize it or not because it's a repetition 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 yeah and and, you know you do it with plywood you do it with drywall you do it with roofing you do it with siding all all the way through this whole process so yeah i mean like i said even though i wasn't the best student you know i eventually learned some things that i didn't know compared to day one yeah and and adrian it's not like you were a bad student you know you got the nickname 51st dates because it was almost like we had to reteach you the same thing the next day but we i struggle with that with all kinds of kids adrian it's not just you um but sometimes i i kind of hit a wall and you know i try to explain it multiple different ways sometimes i try to let other kids explain it yeah. and boy you get to a point where hey and some people they're just not gonna get it right so you know you kind of move on and you try to try to find a different avenue or something else that kind of clicks with them right you problem solve yeah so yeah and like and like i said like it went back to me just making things complicated but now like you know i'm matured over the years you know yeah yes i still overthink some things but not as bad yeah because like you know college taught me the the hard way work has taught me the wrong way yeah to mature up and that's i think that's the one of the best things in life just like you know yep learning oh yeah you're always like heck you're like you know in your late 30s right uh, early okay just let's say late uh, 30s just turned 40 okay in december so. um heck you're you know you're 40 and you're still learning huh oh absolutely there's new things that come out every year uh just like last year we put vertical siding on never done it before we're doing it again this year it's kind of one of those fads and in residential construction you go through trends mm-hmm. you know it goes through metal roofs and then back to shingle roofs it goes through vertical siding and horizontal siding it goes through shake siding on gable ends uh paint color schemes trim work a lot of one by stuff anymore they like that kind of rancher uh, craftsman style yeah. look like they did back in the day as opposed to colonial style trim right. so it's just 
what I try to look at it like and what I try to tell the kids, because the kids always get a little bit mouthy, is we're building for homeowners every year. Whatever those homeowners want is what we're going to try our best to provide. Yeah. Uh, you're not living in the house. They are. <laughs> yeah, you're you're working to build them a house that they can live in. Mm-hmm. And, and that's one of those funny things that everybody's got an opinion. Right. So you can take that as far as you want. And you heard it all throughout the years, huh? Oh, I've heard a lot. Yeah, uh-huh. I've probably said a lot, too. <laughs> so, Wes, um, I know you said, like, past students have like you know reached out to you right but mm-hmm. do past homeowners still reach out to you yeah yeah we, i still got in contact with quite a few of them you know not every single one right but, but i'm just wondering in general like do they say hey hey thank you or do you just say hey how are you doing just the fact yeah. that you you and the students have given up so much time and effort of you know making their home mm-hmm. yeah yeah sometimes it's more of a hey can you come over here and do this job for me okay. hey i got something else to do uh not i guess i don't know if i get too many praises of thank you for eight years ago or ten years oh, ago yeah. but th- they all to some degree i talk to if i see them we keep it it's not like we send each other christmas cards every year right. but you know I, I i talk to them here when i see them like i say so mm-hmm. so Wes, like what's the best part about just about all of this oh boy i don't know um to me is just trying to take and shape and mold a kid to uh i guess want to pursue something that makes them happy you know and to me i keep i keep falling back on i know you may not do construction for a living but gosh everybody's got to have a goal of wanting their own home someday Mm -hmm. and being able to do some of them simple tasks and know how things are put together not being scared to try something there uh that to me is the coolest thing that i can think of right and even if they didn't fail at least they learned from it yeah at least they said they tried yeah yep and um and do you plan to be the instructor the instructor when owen goes to high school comes to high school oh uh, unless they fire me it could happen any day you never never know (laughs) but um yeah i mean i'd I'd love to uh, I'd, i'd love to do that i mean what father wouldn't but i don't want to make owen do something if he doesn't want to do it if he'd rather take other classes than take other classes yeah you won't Uh, be like disappointed disappointed in him absolutely not you as a as a father you want to support your kid however that's that that be fit you know if he wants to play baseball i'm going to support him i'm helping coach Mm -hmm. uh my wife kind of got me into that one but nonetheless you know he's showing pigs this year i'm supporting that i i didn't grow up on a farm um, I didn't grow up with livestock. I don't really know what I'm doing. My wife's teaching us, and and even her her dad, my father-in-law, right. they know way more about that stuff than I could ever dream of. But, but I bet it's an interesting process, right? Yeah, I mean, I'm learning with Owen this year, really. Awesome. Uh, I never had to separate pigs and feed them a ration of, of food so they stay on weight for the fair. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean... Any of that stuff he wants to do, man, I want to support him 100%. That's awesome, Wes. Yeah. And then uh, i got to ask, so what's, like, uh, the least favorite part of the job, if, you know, if you um, had to nitpick it? Um, I wished we had more time out there to actually get everything finished before open house. Uh, that, to me, every year drives me nuts if we can't get them finished. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really care for any 
sort of confrontation. I'm just not that person. I, I don't want to get in the middle of you finished this, you didn't finish this. Uh, we've had some times where it come down to a battle for payments or something. Okay, I, so that's the type of stuff. Huh? You know, I, I just don't care for that because we're doing every homeowner such a benefit. You could legitimately pay an electrician what you pay the school at the end of the year for us doing okay. everything that we do in that process. So in my eyes, if we come up short and we don't get every single thing done in that house and they have to sub out a few things, gosh darn it, I, I wish they would look at it differently. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Right. We go out there and the kids and I, we try to bust hump and try to get everything done that we can. And come the end of the year, if there's a few things that don't get done, I hate the part that I feel bad about not getting it accomplished. I hate that the kids get to show a house where some of that stuff's not done because uh, they poured a year's worth of their life into it. Right. Uh, that That's probably the most depressing part of my job. Right. But, yeah, you can't control everything, you know? No, and, you know, we've had troubles and issues getting some some materials at times, you know, through the COVID, stop, the COVID stuff. Uh, we were actually building or remodeling for Mark and Rebecca Powell when COVID first hit. We didn't even get to go back to that house and finish. Yeah, I was going to ask about that. How was that create that experience, you know? Yeah. So once COVID hit, once they announced to the like, kids, yep, you're not going to go back to school for the rest of the year, then obviously, man, you couldn't go back to the site. I mean, the kids yeah. couldn't go back to the site. So, yeah. yeah, can you tell us about that? That that one kind of ended up crazy, and, and we were doing really good. That year, we'd actually gotten the interior floors put in on the remodel part. We spent a ton of time on re-leveling. Um, and man, we had it looking good. Like we had a good shot at residing that whole house, having that thing completely done. But when we got called off and we couldn't go back out there, we kind of had to do a little bit of adjustment there. And, uh, we had to have, they had to get their, their siding done themselves. So they had to work with family members and crews to go through there and, and, we kind of compensated a little bit there. Uh, we kind of figured out what a daily pay was, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And and we had to make it right with the homeowner. Um, so it worked out great in the long run. And I, I ended up going down there and doing some work, mm -hmm. helping him out, helping finish wiring, help him on some of the plumbing stuff that he was a little bit questionable about. But he got his family members around and, and they got that house sighted. So it just stunk that we couldn't finish it. Right. What we started. It's just crazy. I mean, it's just crazy how COVID affected a lot of things, huh? Yeah. And, you know, we went from a hands-on class 95% of the way to all on computer, and Adrian. Then, what would you do, like, with, like, what do you call it? Like, the, what do you call it, the curriculum? What would you do with that, with, with everything being virtual? Virtual turned that into where the kids that year really didn't get certifications. Uh, nowadays, they can earn, gosh, 15 college credits uh, through Ivy Tech. They can earn certifications, but we weren't there throughout the whole year to finish all those tasks. So they really didn't get their certifications. And and it was one of those things that there's nothing that you or I could have done with it. That was Ivy Tech came up with that because we couldn't finish the year. And virtually, you can't test them on all that stuff because right. it's hands-on on some of it. I mean, what would the kids do for, like, 
the, for the build trades class for, virtually. You know, yeah. since it was like all like what do you call it, online schoolwork? Yeah, for us, I I kind of went through there and changed my plot, my plan. You know what I mean? I had to learn with the kids, but we got what's called go formative or formative now. Uh-huh. And I went through there and made things where kids had to do like materials estimating. So I would give them a blueprint. They had to figure out how many studs went on a wall. They'd have to figure out how much header material to buy, how much OSB to sheet the house. Uh, we went through step processes on that. Mm-hmm. We went through the roofing, the flooring, uh, not flooring, exterior walls, exterior siding. Uh, so, and then we did some trim stuff. Uh, I've, I've got some formative still from some of that and, I, and I've made more since then. Um, just because if kids miss for a week or something, if they want to get that credit made back up, they're going to have to do something in turn. Right. Um, so still keep some of that stuff. Like I said, I've made, I've made more progress on some of it, but it, it was crazy. You know, Jones and I, Mr. Jones, FFA teacher, uh, he was the same way. He had welding. How do you teach welding That's virtually? Crazy. Yeah. Uh, how do you build a house virtually? You, you had to come up with things that were in the same realm uh and and like i say some of it was youtube videos we pulled up and uh, what else do you do you know you kind of gotta go with the flow and figure out what works for your class yeah be creative and be adaptive yeah absolutely and i bet that taught you a lot it's not like what three months itself when that happened yeah yeah i i don't remember the the month or whatever right. for certain but yeah it was it was quite some time that was crazy yep and then a couple more questions before uh we wrap up okay so um back you know we talked about like the homeowners right mm-hmm. isn't it the best when like you know they give back by you know giving out pizza giving out donuts you know every once in a while while on the job site absolutely i think the kids really appreciate that too and you get you get a little bit more out of the kids when you do that to me, it, it shows, you know, that you're appreciating what's going like on humble. out there. Yeah. Yep. And and my wife, man, God bless her. She still, every once in a while, she'll bring donuts or or milk, juice. She's never done that for my class. What the heck, Jen? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, <laughs> she's, she, she's awesome. She, a couple times a year, she'll she'll sneak out there when she's over there and bring it out. And, I mean, the kids love it. They, they eat that stuff up. She brought, uh, what do you call it, the Amish donuts. Rise and roll. Rise and roll, yeah. Yeah, she brought that oh, out this good. year. Yep. Um, okay, so speaking about, you know, people bringing snacks in, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Wes, I got to share this, right, and share this with the audience. So the year where I was in Wes's class, we we talked about earlier, um, that house was right by Bibler's house. And ironically, um, when that year, that's when uh, Bibler sadly passed away. I remember the last time I saw him was when he brought donuts and juice to the job site. And then uh, I just uh, I just remember my last interaction with him was thanking him, yep. and then um yeah I'm thankful for that. Bibbler was always a guy every every single year he'd bring something out and he'd come out just to chat with us. Uh, he he loved the whole building trades process. He thought it was so awesome that you know I took a group of ding dong kids out there and attempted to build a house every year and 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 he showed it every year. He right. he would show up. He would talk with the kids. He'd bring something out for them. Uh, th- that was awesome. You know what I mean? And and you just don't get that a whole lot anymore. And that show you the type of guy he was. Really oh, great guy. Yeah. Nothing bad to say about him. Yep, yep. I mean, gosh, just had such great mentors there with him and Shrive and, right. you know, all them guys. I, I grew up playing for them. I grew up 
in their classrooms. Uh, that, yeah. that meant a lot to me. And we will always appreciate them. Oh, yeah. Never uh, forgotten. Yep. So, um, Wes, so is there any goals? Okay, so outside being a builder trades instructor, is there any goals you still want to accomplish in life? Oh, uh, boy. Hopefully my wife and I get to uh, live long enough to see Owen grow up and start a family. Mm-hmm. You know, I hate to think of it, but gosh darn, he's nine already. You know, yeah. how in the world is he that old? Um, but, yeah, I guess that would be the next step. Mm-hmm. But hey, it's it's the little things in life. It's not like you're asking for like a thousand, like a hundred thousand dollars, you know? Yeah, no, I've, I'll never be rich not being a teacher. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Rich with memories, but uh, I don't know. You know, there's things I'd change, but I, for the most part, man, I'm just happy go lucky. Right, you appreciate what you have. Oh, absolutely. You know, I've worked for all that stuff. Jen and I both have. Uh, Hopefully someday Owen appreciates it. You know, he's mm-hmm. super young to appreciate right. it now, but hopefully he learns that same thing that we did. So. And I'm sure he will later in the future. Yep. It may take some time, but oh, yeah. yeah. Um, so, Wes, is there anything else you want to say or ask, Wes? Mm. I guess uh, I did know May 21st is our open house. All right. and Good it, point. And it's on a Sunday. It's from 1 to 3 this year. We just kind of hashed that out today. Um that is the week before the last week of school for us here at the high school. So hopefully, you know, we have as much done as we can and we've got a good showing to show everybody. Uh, regardless of if we get every single task finished, it's still a huge accomplishment for them kids right. on what they've done all year long. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, so let me repeat this so they know this. So May 21st, time? 1 to 3. 1 to 3. And then outside of Warsaw, are you allowed to see the address? Uh, yeah, I could if I would remember it, but I don't have it right on me right hey, now. Hey, 21st dates. Yeah, it's off of uh, 200 and 400. It's kind of up there by trapedes, mm-hmm. so. Just hit, if you guys listening and wondering where this is, just hit me or Wes up. Yep. So, Wes, it's time for the cheesy question of the day. Okay, hit me. <laughs> so, Wes, today's cheesy question of the day is that, are you the type of person that is able to eat breakfast food any time of the day? Oh, absolutely. My wife would agree 100%. I can eat breakfast food all all week, son, all three meals. That is the one meal that I get up every morning <laughs> early, and I go eat at the uh, El Machete's, actually, in Akron. Uh, that place is pretty decent, huh? Yep, they serve breakfast, and I go in there, and my dad comes in. I eat breakfast with him almost every morning, and off to work I go. Right. Puts me in a good mood. I guess all but Wednesdays. They're not open on Wednesdays. Oh, dang. But, Wes, like, you know, for me, I'm the type of person that I just can't eat breakfast. Like, anything past, like, 1 o'clock, 12, I just can't. I don't know. It just doesn't hit. It just doesn't hit me. Man, I don't know if there's a bad breakfast food, to tell you the truth. Mm Mm-hmm. That's that's me. That's my opinion. I, I miss. I do miss the oldest Teal's buffet. I do too. Uh huh. Yep. That was that was a good one. Uh huh. Well, Wes, I want to say um, thank you for coming on, man. Seriously, I appreciate the time. Yep. No problem, man. I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. So, guys, thanks for listening. Uh, you can leave a review and rating and share the podcast. Uh, I would greatly appreciate that. You can follow the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Facebook. See ya.